Shining a light on the women creating impact, leading organizations, and mission-focused strategic programs across the federal technology and consulting community, this is Impact. Good morning. I'm being joined today by Debbie Opekin, the Chief Business Development Officer for Lighthouse. But Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So let's start with, is there an experience or an event that you believe helped steer you down your current path? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I started as a software developer um, at a small company called ComSat Laboratories. And what I found is that I, I absolutely loved writing software to solve customers' problems. And what I realized um, is that, well, first of all, I, I really like people. And I found that I could really relate well to the customers. And I also found that I could listen to a customer, understand what they wanted, and translate it so the engineering team understood. And then when the engineering team said something, I could translate it so the customer understood it. Um, and so I, I was at this small company at Comsat Laboratories, and we went from being a nonprofit portion of the corporation to having to break even to having to actually make profit. And and so I actually start, worked on my first RFP, and I was the tech volume lead. And it was the most rewarding experience just to bring all that knowledge together and get it on paper. And even though we didn't win, our, our, our software for planning the use of capacity on a satellite was – was just so terrific that we became a directed sub by the, the government. And it was, I, and so I caught the bug and I didn't even know it was business development at the time. I, did, I just didn't know that's <laughs> what it was. Um, and so, and, and I realized that by being able to bring new capabilities to our customers, you know, it, it advances everyone. So I was working on a, another large opportunity at, at um, Lockheed Martin and I was giving a demonstration of a system. And this was again, something we were proposing. And there was a Marine who was guarding the door and he said, can I talk to you for a second? And I said, sure. And he said, you don't know how badly we need that system. He said, you don't know how awful it is to be standing on one side of the hill and know that your buddies are in danger at the bottom of the hill. And if I could have talked to them, if I had this system, I could have warned them. And so I, it, it really had a profound impact that it is so important to be able to get new technology and capabilities into the hands of our warfighters and you do that by developing business and actually getting, you know, understanding what their requirements are, helping them to understand the art of the possible, and then proposing solutions that we believe will solve their problems. So it was, again, it was an evolution because, I, again, I was a software developer, but it was, it's all around the need to really help our customers meet their missions. Isn't it so interesting how you can be in one position on one path and then just sort of find yourself going a totally different direction when you go to school you go to school for a blank thing like i went to school for journalism like this this blank thing and then you find yourself on all these paths that lead you a totally different way it's so interesting and and a lot of it is really technology too i mean technology when i went to school is not what it is now (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right so do you have a leader or a mentor along the way who helped guide you Mm -hmm. so um his name is dr will cook Uh, He was a phenomenal satellite communications engineer um, at ComSat Laboratories, and we stayed in touch for many years. He has since passed. Um, But I I got to a point in my career where I was being asked to lead a very large organization of 
uh, very technical people. And I, I was shying away from the opportunity because I didn't have the technical background that, that spanned all the, the, the capabilities of the folks on this team. And he said to me, he said, Deb, he said, a lot of people can be technical people, but not many people can be leaders. They're not hiring so you can do the technical work. They want you because you can lead an organization. And, and I thought, it, it just, I never thought of it that way. And so it's something that I share with the people I mentor and, you know, to step back and say, hey, you know, as long as you have a good foundation and, you know, you can find people that you trust and are well respected because of their technical knowledge, you know, what they need you to do is to lead them. They don't need you to do the technical work. And I think that's, that's something that I, I constantly remind myself, you know, when I'm put in a situation where I'm uncomfortable, it's like, it's okay. There are other people that actually know it really well, but they need you to actually move the organization forward. Did you see yourself as being a leader when you first started out? I don't know that I saw myself as a leader. I always tended that way. So I, I led organizations in college. I led organizations in high school. Um, and I, I, you know, my kids would say she likes to be in charge. So, so. <laughs> um, and I, I like to be able to make an impact, make an impact on mm-hmm. people and to move an organization, a group or whatever forward. So I think I gravitate in that direction. Yeah. Um, if you had ever told me that I would be the chief business development officer of a $15 billion company, I would have said, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are, what's some of the more important things that leaders should keep in mind when they're guiding teams and driving organizations forward? Um, I think one of the things that we overlook a lot of times is that I think you have to be very overt in your appreciation um, for the, you know, for the people, for their work, for the sacrifices they're making for the company. Um, and I think you have to, you have to show it often. And I think we underestimate the power of thank you. So sometimes just being able to say thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for getting the need out on time. Oh, my gosh, this is really great work. It's just those simple words that will make a huge difference in your team. Um, one of the other ones is that you cannot have effective leadership without followship. If no one wants to follow you, there's no one to lead. So and it's how you treat people that that helps to build that followership. Um, and I think there's a couple other ones is that, and this is just a lesson, you know, I've learned is assume good intent. You know, very few people are malintended and they may, they, they may come or they, they may have approached something very differently, but it wasn't out of malice. They were well intended. So I think if you start from that position, then everything goes better. <laughs> you know, everything mm-hmm. turns out better from that. And, and I think also in assuming good intent is also figuring out a way to give your employees some autonomy. People like to know that they have control over certain decisions and certain ways to go. And I think if there's a way you can do that and say, you know, this is this is the area, it's all yours. And then, you know, for certain things, you come to me, you know, we can guide going forward, but I'm counting on you to be able to do this. Um, and then I think the last one, and I think it's the very hardest one for most people too, is to give honest feedback and honest, constructive feedback. Because if no one ever tells someone that, gosh, you know, that wasn't really good. It would have been, you know, we really would, would have liked to have seen X, Y, Z. They're not going to know to do it better the next time. And I think you are, you're, I think if you give honest, constructive p- feedback and it's from your heart because you really care about the person and you want to see them succeed, 
in my experience, it's always really well received. And I have seen peace people blossom when they're given that type of feedback. So those are just some lessons learned over of my 40 year plus career um, that have served me well. Yeah. And the right leader can give that feedback in a way that doesn't crush that person's soul that, that makes them, you know, realize, Oh, okay. This is the way to move ahead. In a better because way. That, that's why you have to approach it from a, I care about the person. The reason I'm telling mm-hmm. you this is because I care about you and I want to see you blossom. I want to see you grow. And it, some, it might be something so simple that's inhibiting them, you know, from the new position or whatever. Um, but if no one tells them, they, they won't know. Yeah, they won't know. Yeah. So is there one thing that comes to mind in the past, over the past five years, that you would say has made a significant impact in the future direction of IT? Yeah, I um, I mean, and this is not going to be any surprise to you or anybody listening to this, but, you know, artificial intelligence is everywhere. Um, it's been, de- you know, it's been developing steadily over many years. Um, and I think, you know, any form of artificial intelligence and machine learning that's going to, you know, enable a government uh, agency to proactively and pre- preemptively maintain and manage a network or those devices and outcomes is going to be significant, right? The more automated it becomes, the more secure it will be. Um, and the more we can move, get humans out of the loop, we can have them do more productive work. Um, and I think, you know, it's just, I, I think it's being able to use that to modernize um, and more quickly, you know, have rapid technology insertion um, is going to make make everything more efficient and I think effective as well. Um, and I think one of the other things as we're going forward here is making sure that we've built in the mechanisms to ensure that we can establish trust, you know, in those algorithms, in that machine learning, um, so that we can actually have wider scale adoption. I think we have to figure out how to do that pretty quickly, um, because otherwise we're going to fall behind pretty quickly. So is that one of the greatest focuses that you think over the next five years, or do you think there's going to be something even more? Um, I do think that is um is probably going to be the most, the greatest focus over the next five years. Um, you know, I do feel like we're living at the beginning of a consequential age, um, of progress in technology and our focus has to be on how we're able to effectively harness that power that it gives us and doing, doing so safely and responsibly. Um, you know, we've seen the cybersecurity landscape change almost overnight and making sure we keep security central to everything we build is really going to be of the utmost importance. And I think one of the, the biggest things going to be now, it's not so much artificial intelligence, it's, it's prompt engineering. How do you ask the right question, right? How do you ask the question in a way that you're going to get out the answer that you actually need that's actually the correct answer um, that's going to give us the outcome that we desire, right? And, you know, what we want to make sure is that because if you ask the wrong question, you can have really unintended consequences. So I think I think that's the real focus over the next couple of years is how do we how do we want to do it? To how do we improve it? And then how does, by, by doing that, do the models improve so that we just get better and better and better and more efficient? Awesome. Well, Debbie, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I think, you know, it, it's, I've, I've been very, very privileged to have been a leader uh, for most of my career. And I think it's, like I said, it's a privileged position to be in. And it's something that I, I, I you know, I, I feel very honored to have been able to do that. And, and I cherish that. And I think, I think if, if you can have that authenticity come through as a leader, you'll build fellowship. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. You are welcome. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to check out our other podcasts, Keeping IT Brief 
and afternoon tea. Available on your podcast providers. 